Left. Right. Yo, what's going on, amigo? Thank you for tuning in. This is the bucket list episode. This is the episode where you need to decide what actions you're going to take, what you want to check off your bucket list. If we didn't name it, throw it in the comments. Let me know what's on your bucket list. I actually, uh, I'm very curious. So uh, throw a comment out there. Let me know what's on your bucket list. See you on the other side. This is Sip Talk. Grab a drink and enjoy. <laughs> Cheers. 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 This is episode 121 of Sip Talk Podcast. My name is Justin DiGiulio. I am joined by James, the Bosnator Boswell. He does the accounting. He does the refereeing. He does the bartending. And he is a philosopher of life and all sorts. Welcome, so James. <laughs> really what it means is after I do those first four things, I just stop and ask, why? <laughs> yeah, I don't know why you're doing to begin with. Um, that's the real question. I, I think, you know, why I did, did the bartending. Well, I like bartending. Speaking of which I was just checking my junk email and apparently from some type of cask website, I subscribed to it's national scotch dad. I wasn't going to have any scotch, but I got an 18 year old bottle of Glenfiddich. I'm just going to have a little sip because, uh, I'd hate to miss national scotch day. Well, what, uh, what are you drinking down there? I've gone back to the Charleston special of Bush Ice and boxed wine. I thought the Charleston special was Firefly. I know I know Rosh is a uh, big fan of the Firefly. The, uh, can you get Firefly in New York City? You probably can get it anywhere. I don't uh, depends. The, the thing about New York City is there's a lot of it's <laughs> a lot of midtown liquor stores that cater to like the homeless and drug using population. So the three quarters of the store is kind of filled with these mini bottles and you can't walk around and browse the aisles. Everything's kind of like blocked off with, uh, with glass and plexiglass barriers. So uh, I, and there's some bigger liquor stores in some of the different neighborhoods. Um, but and I'm sure it's gotta be there. I imagine for those of you who don't know what firefly liquor is, it's a liqueur. It's a very sugary, sweet tea flavored vodka, and it, it's got a lot of sugar in there. Um, yeah, they've so, branched into other things, but the sweet tea vodka is what kicked them off. Yeah, that's what I've heard. I don't really have any. I got a, I got a nice uh, blue moon here, too, to complement my, my scotch. I just don't really have an opener. So, If I had known that it was uh, National Scotch Day, I probably would have poured myself some scotch, too. Oh, and I got a nice rusty rim on the top of this uh, blue moon. So I'll have to deal with that uh, by wiping it on a used tissue. Because You're saying that most of the liquor stores in Midtown Manhattan cater to the homeless? Yeah, it's a, it's a, uh, it's a weird thing. Hopefully my I, mic is you good know, here. I guess you got to meet people, meet the market where it is. Well, you know, speaking of the homeless, we're, we're talking today about... Uh, bucket list so those of you guys who are watching i want to know what's on your bucket list no good here i uh i don't know what you're referring to on tiktok but uh and jess on tiktok says no good here uh jason it's time to leave real estate and give up and try something else <laughs> um i don't know why i'd be giving up on real <laughs> is estate. that one of your agents <laughs> no i, don't, I can't uh be be wicked is the person saying that i don't know why i give up on it. it seems to be working pretty well for me but but i appreciate the the advice uh all right uh you guys let me know how the mic's going got, it's fine right now we got lisa g lisa i got you on my list here i'm gonna hold back on the the viewer bucket list but you are at the top of my list uh with a very good bucket list item so uh on current events though we got Simone Biles that dropped out of the Olympics. I'm not concerned with that. However, I've been living for about six months with no kitchen. Kitchen cabinets arrived today. Uh, so now I have a living room full of boxes, full of cabinets. I don't know where to get started. Uh, but that's that's the biggest news on my front. What's going on down there? You're talking about returning from uh, San Diego? Yeah. Um, 
So the only thing I really have to say about that is I've just got to complain for a second about my flight from San Diego to Charlotte. Where no, hang on a second. Charlotte, you flew into North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Was it was it was it two legs on that trip, or did you drive to North Carolina? Oh no, no, I flew from Charlotte to Charleston. Okay, that would make sense. All right, just checking. Yeah. So most of the trip was in that first flight, and yes. so it was a little over four hours in the air. And there was probably like this four-year-old kid sat directly behind me that gave me a back massage for four hours. I mean, he gave you that's pedophilia, James. No, like kicking the seat and just constantly. It's like, look, I get if you're a parent and you have to fly fine, but like be aware of what your kid's doing and try and like keep them under control to the best of your abilities. Like I get that it's not going to be perfect. But just not paying attention at all or not caring is inexcusable. It's a weird, uh, you know, I'm, I've never been in that situation where you have to kind of control the kid because there's a certain, like, there's a certain aspect that's in your control. And then a certain, like, you can't just tie the kid up. I told you last week I was on a train and his mother must have tried, she, you know, her, her tactic was she was going to count to three. And then when she got to three, then it i don't know what happened when she got to three there's just no consequences she she counted to two very slowly probably about 32 times she just kept going one yeah no that's that's ineffective parenting too but so yeah no i i understand that you're not going to be able to perfectly control a four-year-old they're stuck on a four-hour flight we're all uncomfortable four-year-old don't have the capacity to be able to contain them themselves as well as an adult does but I at least want to see like effort from you as a parent saying like, Hey, you can't be kicking the seat in front of you. Stuff parent- like that. Yeah. The parental, the parental effort, I would say. At, at there least- was no parental effort whatsoever. That's where I'm complaining. Yeah. That's fucked up. That's fucked up. Um, Other yeah. than that. So you talked about Simone Biles dropping out of the Olympics and everything like that. Um, I don't know what the media has been about that, but like my suggestion would be leave this chick alone, man. Like, it's like she made a decision for her own mental health, respect it and move on. Yeah. I mean, I get, I get a little bit of mixed feelings in that, but ultimately it's somebody. How can else's you not decision. agree with what I'm saying? But, but ultimately it's somebody else's decision. Like, I think people wanted to see her compete and da, 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 da. Well, sure. And, and people are, you know, they're calling her weak and they're saying it was meant, it wasn't physical. It was mental. But well, you, she even said that she said like mentally, I'm just not in the space to compete. So she even said that, but how, why are you going to hold that against her? Like she, well, you lose, here's the thing. You, you, you turn in your champion card. That's you can't be a champion and then step down from the challenges. So I I'm all like, by all means, she stepped out. I'm not going to, I don't want to overly criticize her on this. And, you know, we talked about the Olympics and the pressure and, you know, the sacrifice that comes along with being excellent Mm -hmm. and nobody should be pushed too far, but it's just, you know, it's a, it's a simple exchange. You can't claim to be champion and then you step down. So well, I, she's not, probably not, not going to be champion this and year. Just, and that's the decision well, she's made. She's obviously not going to be champion, but I'm just curious the future of her career. She'll be and, fine. Um, well, she, you know, she's got four more years or is it, what's it? It's going to be three more years now, right? Until the following Olympics. Yeah. You would have to think. I, I yeah. Who knows? But, but either way, I, you know, I, she wants to step down. I don't think anybody, I don't think we need to keep uh, bullying her and calling her names. I, you know, it's her decision. And I wasn't even going to talk about it. I was just transitioning to the cabinets. That's big news for me. Simone is big news for the rest of the earth. So uh, on that note though, uh, let's get into, let's get into the, uh, the bucket list. We got um, bucket list items James wanted to share some things. He wants to kick off his bucket list. I really love this topic, actually. But right before yeah. we got on, I was telling Raj, I don't have I don't have a lot of enthusiasm for it because I'm not I'm not a bucket list guy, which is I you know, I just I, I wouldn't put any particular thing on a pedestal. And if I did, I would just go do it. Does that make sense? Well, and I mean, you're kind of getting around to how I came onto this topic, okay. which is I'm, I don't like the term bucket list. I think it's kind of it's overused and kind of tropey. But um, 
I was just thinking about like, what are some of the things that I would still like to do with my life? Like if I were to die next week or whatever, say, what are the things that I regret never being, being able to have done? And like for me, probably top of the list, and this is a stupid one, but like, I really want to race cars. Really? Yeah. Like to actually have like a proper race car on a racetrack and be in like a competitive race. That, uh, that scares the shit out of me a little bit. I would, I love driving fast. I love driving fast, but when you introduce the competitive element to it, and maybe that would develop over time for me, if it was something that I had a bit of excellence at, I don't mean like super excellent, but if it was something that I excelled at a bit, I might be like, all right, let me step this up. But I'm all, I like, I'd love to drive a car on a racetrack. I think that'd be cool. Not on my bucket list. But um, but racing in a professional setting, I'm all right with that. But I definitely or even just like I, being able to take a really sweet car around a racetrack and just be able to have my way with a car for a day without having to worry about traffic laws or anything like that, and not endangering the general public. I, but I think that's a brilliant bucket. Like I think again, I I think there's a lot of apathy. <laughs> I live a pretty apathetic life. But I think that's a, like I that was not on any of the lists that I saw. Or the kind of the top ten list that I, I came across a bunch of a bunch of items regularly when I was looking these up, but I think that's a great uh, item for a bucket list. I think it's really cool. That was actually in a uh, great movie, Al Pacino movie, Scent of a Woman, and he was blind and he wanted to drive a Ferrari, and he ended up he ended up driving a Ferrari with his kind of companion helping him guide you know guide and drive the Ferrari. So that's that's a good bucket list. Any particular car that you'd like to race? Are we talking like Indy? Are we talking Well, driving an actual Formula 1 car would be really sweet just because they are so completely different from from any road car. But if I'm restricted to road cars, probably the I got to look up the model number. Um the the Ferrari that ran in Le Mans in like 1969 or 1967. Mm, very cool choice. Yeah, I'd, ha- I'd have to, I'd have um, to know what it is. But uh, a quick comment on TikTok saying uh, she needed to give the spot to another person, and I think they're talking about Simone. Um, and that would be a, that'd be a, a a killer move. A totally a boss move. That's if it. She, if she's look like, up uh, the hold on, hold on. Hear, hear me. Here. <laughs> If she gave up the position, she's like, you know what? I've already, I'm already champ. I'm gonna let somebody else compete and excel at this. If that, if that was a motivation, then kudos to her. I, again, I'm not, uh, I'm not challenging her on it. It was her decision to make. And if that was the case, good for her. That was an incredible move to make. Um, yeah. All right. So, what's the car? Go ahead. Um, the Ferrari 330P4. Look that one up. Let me see if I can throw that on the screen here. It's a P30. Ferrari 330, um, yeah, like the 330 P3 or P4. We don't know which one it is. All right, well, it's a it's a badass-looking car, actually. I got the Google results. I'll throw them. I think if you're watching on Instagram or uh, TikTok, you can see it. It's a, it's a mean-looking car, actually. That would be a very cool car to uh, to drive. I'm all for that. Not a big red car person, but that is a badass looking red car. All right. So look, let's uh so we got uh all right. Well, so what's yours? Right, I gave well, you one. Here's what I got. The one one that actually before I even started looking up lists, because I couldn't get started. I started looking at some people's lists. The the first one I wrote down, and then it happened a bunch, several lists, was hot air balloon. Not not something I'd, I'd be down for. The idea of being in a hot air balloon, completely terrifying to me. Yeah, because you got no control. You're just like, you can control height to some degree. Yeah, but if there's like some good wind or something like that. Oh, yeah. You're just catching on fire and just falling from the sky. And I don't think they equip you with like uh, parachutes when you're on a... I think they do, actually. Really? Yeah. Well, I'll have to. My sister, my mom went up at one point. Uh, a little over a decade ago, so I'll have to have to ask those guys. Um, and then followed by skydiving, something I have zero desire to do. How about you? Skydiving's fun. You should have do you, it. Have you skydiving? Skydiving? Dovin? Skydiving? Once. You have. 
Yeah. Sounds, sounds, um, the, one, the one thing that is a major deterrence for me is just having somebody else like attached to your back. That's that's a very close. Yeah, you get over it. Because <laughs> you're concerned with just falling, plummeting towards Earth. Yeah, hang on real real quick. I just want to say hi to Maria. Hi, Maria. Thank you for joining um, us. So skydiving is wild, man, because like if you know, if you've ever like jumping off of like a bridge or a cliff into a pond or a river or something, you know, that feeling of falling that you get. Yeah. So you get used to that feeling only lasting for maybe like a half second, because like that's the longest that you've ever felt that feeling before. Right. Mm-hmm. So with skydiving, when you jump out of the plane, you get that feeling and it just doesn't go away. You're just like, oh, I'm used to this. Whoa, this is longer than I've ever experienced it before. And so it's really cool when you first jump out of that plane. There's no real way to describe it until you experience it. Well, it's, and it's then the, it's the you know anti no gravity type. Uh, your stomach kind of lifts up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, uh, but yeah. we're we're used to experiencing that for a half second, not ten to fifteen. And then like after that, you'll level out and you like you'll reach terminal velocity. And you've got your goggles on and you're just getting blasted in the face with wind and you're seeing the ground coming at you faster and faster. And that part's all right. Um, What I thought was going to be the boring part of like when you pull the chute and are coming back down, I thought that was going to be the most boring part. And actually, I really enjoyed that because you go from a super loud environment of 100 mile an hour wind past you and everything to now just super calm and quiet. I imagine it would slow the experience down a little bit to almost something that you can, you can take in a, a little, little better real quick. We got a comment on TikTok saying, sorry, do you ever talk back? I've jumped into multiple lives. Well, I'm sorry. We miss you. Sometimes we got a few live streams. We got TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. Um, so if you want us, well, let's to try really and monitor the comments. Cause this is a, yeah. this is a good one for us to be responding to the people's Lisa said she, she'd she's afraid she'd have a heart attack while skydiving. Um, but guys, if you are watching live, you want to know what your, uh, what's on your bucket list. What else do you have, James? And again, you haven't I'm, given I, me anything that you want to do. I don't have any, I, I, I've thought about it a lot and I've, I've been through a whole bunch of them. I don't, there's, I can't think of anything that I would add to my, my bucket list. Honestly, uh, I got another one. All right. So I've always wanted to fly in a fighter jet. And so I'm pretty sure that like they have places where you can pay to like be in like the backseat of a fighter jet. And they just have like a former military jet pilot, just like take it up and then just like pull a whole bunch of like six G maneuvers or something and just kick the ever evolving shit out of you for about 30 <laughs> minutes. Exactly. Literally kick the shit out of you. That's you got to come down just feeling like you've been beat up because I would love to do that. Oh man. To just, you know, like come close to breaking the sound barrier, do some loops, like and like fly straight up for a mile. That all yeah. that kind of stuff sounds really cool. It, it it sounds really cool. I'm not dying to do it. That <laughs> sounds that sounds really cool. I, I don't know. I think I I think I have a bit of an adversity to this this danger factor that uh, and also not being in control, you know, like the the not being the pilot is the one thing that that i don't like you know i'm not a good backseat driver so yeah but the road to being able to fly a fighter jet is a lot longer than the road to being able to fly in the backseat of a fighter pilot true true um all right so let me let me give you a couple visit the seven wonders of the world which i didn't even know what they were i had to had to research them do you know what the seven wonders of the world are i'm gonna well the pyramids are one Okay. Um, so I'm gonna guess maybe the the Colosseum in Rome. That's on there. Okay. Okay. Let, I, I'm gonna. I'll give them to you quick because I, I don't want to stall us out a little little too All much. Right, I got two. Okay. That's good. So I actually found that there is two lists. One is the original Seven Wonders of the World, which uh, includes the Great Pyramid of Giza. The Hanging Gardens of Babylon, the Statue of Zeus at Olympia, the Temple of Artemis at Ephesus, the Mausoleum at Halicarnassus, the Colossus of Rhodes, 
and the Lighthouse of Alexandria. That's the original list. And some of those... A whole bunch of those don't exist anymore. Exactly, which is why there's a new list, because you can't... It's unattainable to visit these things. But that's the original list. And I think I had we had to memorize this at some point in like middle school or something. The new list includes the Great Wall of China, Chichen Itza, uh, Petra or Petra, the city in Jordan, Machu Picchu, Christ the Redeemer statue in Rio, the Colosseum, and Taj Mahal. Sound accurate to you? Because sure, that's pretty much what I found. But yeah, there's an old list of seven wonders that's not attainable anymore. Um, you probably only see pictures in the Encyclopedia Britannica and whenever you search on Google. And then uh, the new list, which is attainable, you can visit those. I think that would be cool, but not something I'd be, you know, lining up to do or, or throwing a bucket list, something I, I got to do. Um, and we're going to get to the listener, the listener ones. I know Lisa's online. She had a, she had a good one, actually. Let's do it. Uh, but I got I got a few more. I got a few more that are like the the top 10. OK, um, the Northern Lights. That's cool. Have you ever seen them? I have. Uh, yeah, I, as far as I know, I saw this crazy stuff in the sky, um, but that was in New York. So, you know, it's my my understanding that you can see them. It's just very irregular. But now it's I feel super like it was, rare in New York, but it does happen. Yeah. I, now I feel like it was a dream, but but I was there with Scott and uh, and we both remember seeing these. So just a wild, very cool looking, very crazy, colorful sky, green and blue, purplish. Uh, very awesome. Um, climb Mount Everest. No, there's a there's a few different mountains that people have for you know on their on their bucket list. Mountain climbing uh, seems to be a pretty popular one. But I'm thinking like if you're gonna if you're gonna talk about conquering different peaks, you uh, it's it's just got to be Mount Everest. I, you know, I don't know. I, I don't have any respect for it though, because at this point you can just pay like fifty thousand dollars and basically get carried up the mountain by Sherpas. <laughs> I I still think it's dang, more dangerous than that. Oh, it sure, it certainly is, but it, it, like to me, it's not that much of an accomplishment because you can pay a ton of money and have pretty much all of it done for you. Yeah, that's that's true. Um, and Lisa just added that. Um, She'd like to see the Vatican as well, which is uh, kind of random. She knows. I don't think this guy. A lot of a lot of people want to see the Vatican. Um, just uh, and I think uh, I don't know if this is Rosh or he's echoing a comment, but uh, the Lamborghini Countach was listed for you. And, yeah, and that that I will say that's probably about as close to bucket list as it gets is being able to drive the Countach pretty openly, non restricted. That the Countach would be that's like my dream car. I don't know what it is about it. Uh, it's just a badass looking car that for me in like the 80s was like the the epitome of sports car. Well, it was not, utterly unique. It was just and it's not even like sexy looking. It almost looks like transformer ish. It has some harsh angles. It looks it's like not, the F-117 fight um, bomber. It's it's just it's got these hard angular cuts to it. It's a weird looking car, but one of my absolute favorites um a couple more step foot on every continent i think that's a pretty good one and reasonably attainable yeah um fire walk or like walk over hot coals or something like that it's a tony Robbins that, that just circuit. seems stupid to me but a lot of these seem you know, if it's not like up your alley you know like to you the mount everest seems kind of dumb you know no I mean? no like mount everest doesn't seem dumb to me i can understand why somebody would want to do that like I can like because it, it's cool to be up there and to say that you've done it. I can see the appeal there. Firewalking holds no such weight. I don't understand anything about it. Why would you want to do that? Challenge yourself, man. Challenge yourself. I I, I don't know. Um, this is a very common one. Swim with sharks. Have you ever swam with the sharks? No. Um. Maybe with dolphins. <laughs> I, I've I've swam in like a like a Sea World type place with uh, with sharks. It didn't. I think I was pretty young and didn't really. I just there was no fear. They were like, "All right, now it's time to swim with sharks," and we did, and and that was it. In retrospect, I'm like, 
fuck, I don't think I'd do that again, but that, you know, good for me. I'll pat myself on the back there. Um, and then here's a newer one trip to space. Yeah, that would be cool. Would you be down to take a trip to space? Totally. Yeah. What are your thoughts on the two most recent trips to to suborbital space? Um, we need to increase our tax rates for people that are super wealthy. <laughs> really good answer on that one. <laughs> I uh, I didn't think it was all that impressive, but I do think it sets a good. I'm all for uh, pushing the like NASA and, and, you know, and basically now that we're doing this on a private scale, I think it's going to push, push us a little more into the future when it comes to these technologies and things like that. So I, I, well, I then like, we need to fund NASA more. Well, we do need to fund NASA, but guess what? We're, you know, we're, it's not happening. Nobody, you know, we're, we can't even, we can't even, you know, handle, uh, you know, the fossil fuels and, and the, the environment and things like that in the U S so, you know, and, and then space travel is, you know, you're not going to get the, the majority of the country to get behind putting that much money into NASA when we can't put money into things that make sense. Looks like Lisa's agreeing with you out on the sharks, but like in dolphins. <laughs> um, and uh, and then there was a same with of, Maria. There was a, and I'm going to get to the, the listener bucket list in a second, but there was a lot of visit X city. And, you know, for some people, that was a bit cultural. Uh, you have Lisa, who said the Vatican. I assume she's Roman Catholic. Uh, but I'll, let me get to uh, let me get to the listener bucket list here. Um, Jen Jen says travel to Brazil. So that would be pretty cool. I, I'd like to travel to Brazil, actually. It sounds like a Rio sounds like a, a pretty cool place to be. Dangerous. But that's that's the other thing with traveling to a lot of these countries is a lot of them are very dangerous. Um, a lot of I mean, I just think gun violence and kind of general violence is is up all over the place, which is not a not a good thing. Um, then Jess three nine eighty nine wants to visit the Bahamas. And uh, Lisa, you're up next. Travel to Santorini. Santorini sounds cool. Your thoughts? So on Lisa it? really likes Italy. That's what it sounds like. That's what it sounds like. Would you rather hit the Bahamas or Santorini? Hmm, that's a tough question. I don't know Santorini. I'm guessing that's probably southern Italy. Let me look. Where is Santorini? Because the Bahamas are cool, but they're like relatively close. Yeah, and that Santorini. that was I mean that was my thing. I would I would go to Santorini because it's it's further and again it really depends on where you are, but it's well, Santorini's it, Greece. Oh, okay, you know, so it's the Greek Isles and it's crazy beautiful. Is it's it? all like the like the white the, the the bright white painted city like on the hills and the like so you've just got like this perfectly white buildings against like the deep bright blue of the uh the Mediterranean. Oh. All right. Yeah, I got that on. Uh, yeah, no, Santorini looks really, really pretty. I'm trying to throw some some images on there for the Google image. Google image. It actually looks really nice and odd that both of us thought we were talking about Italy. I think the name just sounds pretty, pretty Italian, but it's. Uh, yeah, that's what I was going off of. <laughs> exactly. But uh, but I knew it was over there. It was over uh, over that way. <laughs> Uh, further, further than the Bahamas. Bahamas are nice, but uh, not as unique as Santorini. I'm scrolling through some pictures that, that you can't see because we don't have a shared screen. But but I assume we're seeing the same stuff. These kind of blue capped, blue roofs, white uh, white buildings. Really, really cool looking place. Uh, I'll pull that off of here. So uh, the uh, Ellie Tem said meet me in person i thought that was very very generous of her um and then uh the colleen said swim with great whites so she specified the shark and uh that sounds absolutely terrifying i don't know um i would do it because great whites aren't interested in us 
What are they? The only times that great whites at seals. Okay, we they can't mistake. Like, us we're for. not we're not prey for sharks. The only times that sharks really attack people is like if people attack them first, or like mistaken identity, really, where like we look like something else that is normally their prey. Mm-hmm. Now, Seals. yes, like so, if you're wearing a wetsuit, you can see how it looks. Re- like you could, you might look kind of similar to a seal. Uh, yeah, that's. Uh, so scary, if you ask me. I think I I I think it'd be very likely that we could be mistaken for a seal or for. Well, right, but I, I don't know of of some of the other things that are out there, like swimming with sharks. I don't know. I can see it. Too scary for me, man. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't like that risk, man. Uh, and then uh, we got from Phil to fly private. I think oh, like not- a private jet. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, I think that could be a good experience. I'm I'm trying to ma- divide material from experience, and to me, that feels like it's right on that line. Does that make sense? Well, I would also just like to be able to fly a plane, like probably not a jet, but like even like a single engine Cessna or something, and be able to actually like take a plane up. You know, you know what I I'd like to do hang gliding. I think that could be really cool. Yes, hang gliding. I think that might be something I could throw in my bucket. You know what I you know what I really dig and I love watching these videos is those guys that that have like the frog suits on and they just jump off of some. Oh yeah, like well when when we see the videos of them like flying super close to stuff. Yeah, what's that about? I just I can't even understand how that would come about. How it how it works and i can't even imagine how you would land that well you've got a parachute you do have a parachute yeah you're not landing in just the the flights of the wingsuit <laughs> the wing like just so cannonball like, into, into, into a lake at the end uh, no that <laughs> wouldn't go well yeah across. you might be able to like try and like belly flop and like and like skip across the lake but you're <laughs> just gonna end up a mushy pile of broken bones <laughs> broken bones exactly yeah, um so the reason why you don't see so many videos of wingsuit flying anymore is because a lot of the guys that did it a lot aren't around anymore. What well, that's what I would assume. That looks like the most dangerous, extreme sport, probably not endorsed by Red Bull. That's scary shit. Um, yeah. You know what the uh, so that one's super dangerous. You know what the most dangerous world record to set is? Or like to attempt to set? Land speed. No, but you're close. Uh, water speed? Water speed. Really? I guess that would be air speed, water speed, land speed. Um, why is that? Because... Well, because the, the world record right now is so fast. Okay. And it's like 370 miles an hour or more. Which, think about going that fast over water. Exactly. And water doesn't behave so, like land. <laughs> well, so like... If you spin out on land at 370 miles an hour, you might be okay because, like, the vehicles, you might be able to find a way of getting the vehicle to not roll. Um, you can just lock up the brakes and just hope that the tires keep on spinning, right? Friction Where, but like, a little, little differently. But, yeah, like, with a boat, first of all, you're not on a perfectly flat surface. No matter how controlled the conditions are, the, there's always going to be a little ripple or something on the lake. So if you're going 400 miles an hour and you upset the balance of the boat even a tiny bit, like there's no such thing as a spin out on water. If you spin out, you're hitting the water, and now it's just like you're hitting a wall at 400 miles an hour. Yeah, that that does sound very very dangerous. I'm really so. What's the land speed record? Have they? Um, depends on, there's a, there's a variety on the absolute land speed record is slightly above the speed of sound in basically what looks like a fighter jet, but with wheels. Cause it's got like jet engines and all sorts of stuff on it. It's basically a rocket car. Yeah. So I just Googled water speed record and the first video result is four current contenders. Da, da, da. The next one is water speed record crash. Donald Campbell killed. So, uh, I imagine it must be a very, uh, 
And I've seen some of these fast boats like it, that looks really cool. But it also, you know, if you're going to be going fast, you have to have a lot of distance. Right. And with distance comes waves and just it's you know, it's not as right. flat as you have to have a vehicle that can handle basically, you know, when you're on land, imagine just giant speed bumps that you'd be running into with your vehicle wheels and right that, and the, the, all the all the land speed records are set on the utah salt flats where it's almost a perfectly flat and even surface for miles whereas yeah. you've got less space to do it on water just by definition and it's impossible to keep water perfectly still unless well, you you're have, indoors but then <laughs> you no, you have you have more space but what you don't have is a lot of space that's flat so yeah, you have well, to be and so on, on lakes or something or, like so since the last water speed world record was set and this was like 30 or 40 years ago, I think um, something like 90 percent of attempts to beat it have resulted in the person dying. Fuck that, man. I guess I haven't seen a lot of extreme sports sponsored by Red Bull lately, maybe because I don't have cable and they, they don't have a station. They get, yeah, they Red Bull still does their thing. Yeah, it's probably on one of those like MTV4 stations that just plays ridiculousness over and over. Actually, I think it's MTV1, which is it. Oh, is I don't know. Um, but yeah. <laughs> oh, well, so speaking of water and dangerous things, and like, I guess another one on my bucket list would be able to, like, would be to go to like one of one of the few world famous big wave breaks and watch like 60 foot waves being surfed. But you wouldn't, like I don't it. ever expect, <laughs> but surfing. I, no, I, I, I couldn't do it. No, I couldn't do it. Or even, I, you know, what would actually be cool is like being out in it, like past where they're breaking, but to be able to experience like being that close to what's effectively a building coming down every 30 seconds. Well, that's a, a lot of these things have to do with just like experiencing, you know, gravitational pull, like, you know, you're, you're falling. They have to, I think that a lot of these things <laughs> have to do with just falling and, and you're manipulating, your, you know, your falls, you know, and, and I think you've gravity. identified a common thread among all of mine that I wasn't aware that was there. It's like race car driving, high G's in the car. Yeah. Exactly. Fighter pilot thing. Yeah. All right. Skydiving. Yep. Go to space. Be near like a sixty foot wave that's breaking. So, gra- you know, just just fighting gravity is really on on your list. Um, I got I got another uh, I got another four I want to hit real quick, and I got uh, MJ says she wants to meet me. I think I think so far it's very flattering. We need to have a sip talk meet up. <laughs> Sounds dangerous, man. Uh, <laughs> and then. Uh, uh, you know, maybe another hundred episodes. If if you if you guys who are listening can share and subscribe and and help us help us find a few more followers, uh, that might be something we'd consider doing. When when James writes a book, uh, maybe we'll both attend the signing. It'll be an open bar. Yeah, or we could just find some bar in the New York City area and be like, all right, all the fans of Sip Talk, we're gonna be out tonight. Uh, you know, we could we could pull something like that off. Maybe one of these times when you visit. Um, all right, let me let me hit the, the I get I get three more. Um uh, so blondes have more fun says more travel. And again, uh travel is a, a major common thread in the in the bucket lists. And I think I you know I worry listen up guys. For those of you who have travel somewhere on your bucket list, just fucking go, man. If there's some place you really like I'm a bum and I'm really apathetic. You know, I, I'd rather, you know, if I'm going to travel somewhere, I just want to go and, and chill in a bar and hang out with people, you know, experiencing it for me is I'd rather watch the discovery channel version, find out that way, and then just kind of go and put myself and, you know, hang out. But those of you guys who want to visit when I, my sister and I traveled to uh, Paris and Rome and my sister was, she's like, well, I got to want to go there and I want to touch it. Yeah, I want to go and I want to, I, you know, I want to be inside the building. I want to I'm like, well, we don't have, there's a long line to get in. Why don't we just, why don't we just grab lunch over here? It looks like a good spot. And maybe when we go back to the hotel, we can like watch the documentary about the place. We don't, you want to stand in line for an hour just to go in. We had this totally different, you know, perspective on what it was to travel and be there. But what I'm saying is for those of you guys who want to be places and go and experience it, I think you're fine, especially now. There's a lot of travel deals, but you you gotta go. You can't you 
you can't wait. You can't, you can't put all this stuff on a pedestal. You just got to go. And if this is on your bucket list and it doesn't happen, you're the one letting yourself down. And, uh, and again, these are real true bucket list items. It's something you're like kind of interested in. Uh, well, I look at it as things that you want to do before you die. What, and that's what if, that, they sound like serious. And for some of these things, it might be really close, like the swimming of sharks. <laughs> it could be. Could be just moments. That oh, could be. Uh, on the same topic, I want to see a tornado. I don't think I've ever seen a tornado. I've seen a hurricane uh, on, a, on a flight one time. I believe it was a hurricane. I was younger. I don't know where we were going, but, uh, but that, looked, that looked pretty cool. You've so, been in a hurricane. Yeah, it's not the same. You get different perspective. Looks looks cooler, less rainy from uh, above <laughs> it. <laughs> so, um, but uh, what I'm saying is, though, on the travel thing, go find you know, put go to like Travelocity, put put some alert, put your price points in there, and uh, and book the trip. You're you're gonna thank me after you've gone. Send me some pictures, but just make it happen, Lisa. You're going to Santorini. It's uh, it's July. It's middle of the year. Yep. Look underneath your seat, Lisa. <laughs> yeah. You get a prize. <laughs> you get a free trip. Um, but no, I think uh, I think you gotta. You guys gotta go. You you, you gotta go. Um, from uh, call me Matilda, she said, "See my kids turn into awesome adults," and I like that one. I think that I I that's something I think is a really cool one. And and you know she's a little bit in control of that. Um, but uh, you know, parenting plays a big role, and I think. I think she's going to be responsible for a lot of a lot of the factors at play there. Any thoughts on on that, James? Oh, uh, you know my stance on having kids for myself. Well, my my only thinking on that is if you want your kids to turn into to good people, you you can't shelter them, and you have to you have to let them have bad days and face adversity and experience loss and just and just deal with shit. But you can't. You can't keep them from the shit in life because then they're going to grow up and they're just going to be inept people. And, uh, you know, and that's not I, I don't well, think that's an awesome person. I think the point is that you, you have to let your kids have those negative experiences and then be able to, like, turn that into a moment that they can learn from and say everybody has a bad day and like be nurturing so you can help them grow from it. Because a negative experience can easily just turn into cynicism or or True. trauma if you don't if you don't deal with it the right way. And kids aren't equipped with those skills yet. So as a parent, like yeah, it's it's irresponsible to prevent your kids from ever having a negative experience because then once you're gone and no longer there to protect them, those are going to happen. They're not gonna be able to they're not gonna know what to do. But as a parent, let the kids have those negative experiences. And then kind of be there to coach them through the next couple steps. I mean, I just, I just see a lot of over, not, I just see a lot of overparenting happening, and it's, it's really frustrating because I think our generation was probably the last one that was maybe underparented, and I, I don't, I don't I, think I, we were underparented. I don't I think, think we were it, either. It, I, that, it, that's the, my the, point. Is I said maybe things were starting to shift as we were growing up. Yeah, and. Uh, you know, I think it's it's. I, I think the culture that we're going to have in another twenty years is is going to be a lot of people feeling very deserved, and uh, um, it's going to be a it's going to be a weird place, man. Rosh says you would do a week meditation retreat at a monastery and not say like and not speak a word. Could, you know, that would that, you know. Uh, I will say on one, maybe one of the things on my bucket list is, uh, uh, what's that, what's that thing that you drink and you, and you, then you throw up and you have like quasi delirium thing. What's it called? Ayahuasca. Ayahuasca. Ayahuasca is something I, I think I'd really like to try and, 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 and do that. Um, that, I think that could be cool. I think that could be cool. You gotta be in the right headspace. And, uh, I think I'd like to try ayahuasca. I think Rosh would like ayahuasca too, actually. I think that'd be a really really good thing for rush um and then the the last one i have and there's more i just i didn't get a chance to write them all down before we started was aspire to be says she'd like to travel to the amathi coast which is an another travel another travel one the what coast the amathi coast where is that 
Uh, well, we'll have to Google it. Let's let's see. Uh, that's in Italy. That's in Italy. There we go. I actually right, we, we got there. I thought that was in Greece. My bad. Uh, I've been craving been craving Italian food actually lately, and I'm not. I you know I grew up with a lot of Italian food. I'm not a big fan of like I don't have Italian food cravings. Right? I, like I worked at a pizzeria for three years. Uh, Italian food craving isn't my thing, but started growing, started growing basil and I don't have a kitchen. So now I have a shit ton of basil and nothing. I just been going out, pulling Make pesto of, I, with what basil. I, the only sink I have is in a laundry room. <laughs> so you don't, you don't make pesto in a sink. You make it in a blender. Yes, I, I get that. But then you got to wash it and you, you got to make, you know, some pasta or something. To put on. My plan is to make a nice pesto. Make maybe a little uh, little pizza with some basil on it, but either way, I've just been going outside, grabbing three or four leaves, and just walking away and chewing on the leaves, which which I'm enjoying. But uh, but I would like to be able to to make some pesto, make some nice pizza. I think that'd be cool. So for whatever reason, I just been craving some. Rosh is second in the Amal- Amalfi Coast. He says they make the best limoncello on earth. Limoncello's never done a lot for me. Me neither. But I went to uh, I went to a seafood place last night. It was a place where they they like it, it, probably a, a spin of like the southern culture. You go and you it's called like a boil shack or I, th- I forget what it's called, but something along the lines of boil shack. And you get this food where they have the seafood and the potatoes and the corn of the cob and the sausage, and they boil it all together. And then they serve it. They just kind of dump it on your table with some uh, uh, newspapers, you know, they yep. have like brown paper bags, and then you get like the bib. And then you just eat it all up, which I know you're not a big seafood person. I'm not a big boil person typically because as far as I'm concerned, then all the food tastes kind of fishy. Like you're eating fishy flavored corn on the cob, fishy flavored potatoes. That for me is a, is a bit weird. Um, but either way, long story short, they had lemoncello custardy things on the, 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 on the dessert menu. We didn't get dessert, but it actually made me crave a little bit like a real lemoncello. So now I'm thinking... Uh, once the kitchen's installed and appliances are in place and there's cabinets and storage and things like that and organization, I think really what I'm getting to is once there's organization, I'd like to make a little limoncello. I think that'd be cool, but never been a fan of limoncello, actually, just the idea of making it uh, something up there for me. What, uh, what else are we missing today, James? Well, give me some I don't know. More. We got any other, any other uh, viewers out there that have their bucket list that we missed? I'm trying to think about anything else I'd like to do. For me, it's all, I guess, the uh, fighting against gravity. So, but I think people look at bucket lists different. Some people have this danger aspect, like there has to be a danger element, swimming with the sharks, hiking Mount Everest, skydiving, um, hot air balloon. And, uh, and then some people have the experience of like traveling and culture uh, and then there is the materialistic, you know, I think the racing the car thing is a bit materialistic and a bit experiential. It, it, no. For me, it's about the experience. I don't care if I get to keep the race car afterwards. Like, that'd be cool if I did. But like, it's the, I want to be able to actually just drive a race car on a track. Yeah, I, but I felt like we did a lot of racing of the cars at a young age. Right. And that was stupid. I want to do it in a not stupid way. <laughs> it, uh, yeah, it was really stupid. And it was, I mean, we, we crashed a few times. We never had any high speed crashes. So that was, that was good. But definitely, yeah, that's why we're still here. <laughs> but definitely uh, not something I would do any. So I'm looking at cars. Now I got my, my pickup troop. And, uh, I'm, you know, now that I've done a decent amount at the house and I don't need the truck as a utility as much, I'm not hauling as much garbage away from the house and things like that. Uh, I'm thinking about selling that and picking up a regular car. And, uh, one of the things I've been thinking about with these cars is that some of them are really fast and I'm not sure I want to go back to the 911 right now. I think I, m- I might do something a little more practical because oh, you I'm want gonna... a 1994 Miata? <laughs> no, but. Saw a couple of Miatas the other day, and I'm not a huge Mazda. I'm 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 hot and cold with Mazda. Like I like the RX-7. I think that's a cool car, and uh, the Miata to me is almost like that MG 
uh, older Fiat type, like really cool, compact, compact car. And I saw one the other day on the street and I was like, damn. Uh, and I was on the bike. I'm like, fuck, I, I wish I could take this thing for a little rip. Uh, Miata's, a, why are you looking to sell it? Or are you just, yeah. yeah, yeah, no, I'm, I actually, I'm going to probably sell it. Why? Cause I don't really have much of a use for it right now. Um, I'm not driving it very often. Sounds like you're, uh, you got to spend some, a little more time and just enjoy that. Dude, I'm not really driving at all anymore. I work from home now. Oh yeah. That makes sense. I've been taking the train, so I don't, I haven't been driving the, the bike. It's for me, it, it's, it's now a 40 minute commute by, by vehicle. And uh, 40 minutes on the motorcycle at 85 miles an hour is, is intense, right? Like I used to bomb down from my apartment in Harlem into Midtown, and that was like 12 minutes on the highway, tops. That was like two miles. <laughs> it was, you know, it was, uh, yeah. And then sometimes there'd be some traffic and it would get a little hairy. It was actually dangerous as fuck. When I first moved to New York City and I was working part, when I was working full-time in LaGuardia Airport and part-time as a real estate agent, and I would bomb into Midtown uh, at like four o'clock in the afternoon and traffic was just insane, especially on like the Queensboro bridge. Um, and I'd be like darting between the cars and shit because I was rushing to get to work because I was trying to pursue this new career. Um, that was really dangerous. And I just remember thinking like, I just can't wait until like, I don't have to do this anymore because there's an element of it that was fun and, and exciting but it was also scary as fuck. And I'm like, I, you know, I'm playing the odds here. Certain point, some yeah. shit's going to happen. Um, Lisa says she'd like to get a tattoo, but she's got commitment, commitment issues and can't decide what she wants. What are your feelings on tattoos? Uh, I'm, uh, it depends. I'm all for it. it, it ha- I, I don't have anything that me, that I'm passionate enough about. But if I had that passion aspect in my life, I would do the tattoo. You know, for me, like, I'm not, like, culturally, if, like, my family had, like, a coat of arms or something, I would do that. I I don't think they do. And if they do, I don't know about it. So it's not that prevalent in my life that it would even make sense to get that tattoo. But I feel like there has to be something that, you know, if I look at, I saw this, I saw this girl in a bar the other day, and she had this sleeve tattoo, and it went up into her back. She had, like, a tank top on. It was kind of, onto her back and i was thinking like she obviously didn't get that all done at once i you know there's like different aspects of it but it blended really nicely together and i'm thinking like these are different things that this lady had to commit to that they had to flow really nicely and 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 she did so very thoughtfully very creatively then i look at other people that got tattoos and they got like zelda on their calf and like some you know like a, a, a clown on their on their left peck and then like some shit on their uh, forearm. To me, that's a little weird. You know, I think uh, I, I I don't know. That that seems like some silly. Like I was drunk when I got this tattoos, right? But mm-hmm. if there's if there's something that you're really passionate about, and you can get this nice kind of classy, there'd be a classy element to it. I'm all for it then. But it, again, there there's got to be a particular passion for it and also you got to understand that where you place tattoos uh affects people's perception of you yeah that's that's that did i ever tell you about the woman i hired who had tattoos on her face they i remember you told me a little bit i don't remember the whole story though wonderful her and i've actually we we spoke this week she's looking to get back into real estate she took a little time off and obviously we changed companies so we're kind of negotiating around the the company switch but sweetest woman ever she has tattoos on her face and at first uh first thought i you know actually i saw the woman in the in the waiting area rosh actually knows about this he's probably like oh be be careful don't talk about this don't say anything bad but no i i sweetest woman and she uh it's got tattoos in her face. So when I passed by her in the conference, in the, in the reception area, the waiting area, I thought to myself, that's, you know, it's not going to, not going to fly. And then, uh, then I sat down with her and I met her and she told me what, you know, what she was looking to do. And she told me about her past in terms of like, you know, her, her network and 
you know, where she comes from and where she lives, things like that. And I was thinking like, all right, this, this woman has a lot of great connections, sweetest woman, but you wouldn't have thought that at first impression. So point is with tattoos, you ha- there, it's, it's the way that you look, right? And that's how people judge you right off the bat. So if you're getting a tattoo, that has to be something that you have to be, um, you have to be super cognizant of. Um, all right. I have a memorial to my parents, so it means so much to me. And I think, yeah, like I, I've seen some very classy tattoos with with certain dates and names and things like that. It really, it really depends. It really depends. What are your thoughts on tattoos? I'm Jewish. Can't get tattoos. I I know you're just devoutly Jewish all of a sudden. I, well, it's like the one bone I throw to my heritage is <laughs> no no tattoos, no piercings. All right, fair enough. Like, I can see the appeal for for something that you that you really feel deeply about, and you want to be able to just kind of like have it as a memorial on your body. I get it. I I, I can see the appeal. I also think that like if you get a tattoo like that doesn't have deep meaning, it better be hilarious. <laughs> um, I don't need to. I know what you're going to say. I'm not, I don't want to talk about it. We talked about it before. It's not not a good look. What, my roommate's oh, yeah, tattoo? Yeah, I know. I, I can talk about it. <laughs> it's funny, though. Uh, bring it up next podcast. If, it's, it, <laughs> if anybody's listening now, James will share with you. And I, uh, uh, <laughs> Rosh says Chinese tattoo that says soy sauce. Um, did, did you, do you remember the movie Memento? Yeah. Memento was a movie about a guy that had... What did he have? Short-term, short-term memory loss where... He could he couldn't remember anything for more than about five minutes. Yeah, so he had his long term memories, but he had the short term memory loss for however amount of time. And what he would do is he would tattoo certain things on his body. So when he would learn a new fact, he would tattoo it on his body, and that way he knew it was like he knew it was factual. Yeah, and he had all these Polaroids that he took little notes on of like this person. Yeah, so and that's how he constructed his life and when he would kind of go back into the loop, he'd be constantly reminding himself of, of these things, which is a very creative way to deal with that. However, very easily manipulated, which you learn. Watch the movie. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, damn. I might have that on DVD. I don't have a DVD player anymore, but have, right. I get like 200 DVDs. We're, uh, yeah, Rosh's giving up the wind-up sign. Yeah, we are. Uh, what's, what is the, there's a physical wind-up sign. What is that? Does that, that's it? That's it? Uh-oh. I don't know. I'll figure out what it is. Um, all right, guys. Thank you. Uh, thank you for joining. Uh, the Miata is small. I had one. It's fun to drive. That came from Pixie Girl on TikTok. Miata's a great car. I hope you don't sell it, actually. Uh, unless, you, unless you sell it and you get something even older, like an old MG, then I would be even more for that. Well, I, I don't know. At some point... What I'm probably going to do is sell the Miata, sell the Passat, and get something stupid and impractical. Good idea. Maybe like a 94 Viper. I There's a guy in my street that's got a Viper. Uh, I passed him on the road. He's pulling out of somewhere. Then he caught up with me and, and somehow again ended up behind me. Beautiful car. Very cool car. I'm all for it. His was yellow, which I wouldn't yeah. would be my, my go-to in the Viper. But Death it's a, traps. It's a, no ABS. No traction control. 500 horsepower yeah it's a badass car it's a badass car um we should do a car episode actually like an all car all horsepower episode we'll get some pictures uh, but we're gonna it's a new thing we get cut off at the 60 minute mark i don't know what program's doing it but it kicks us off so on that note i want to thank rosh galeb i want to thank harlem and brooklyn for joining us harlem and brooklyn are the two dogs that are chomping at rosh's heels I uh, thank them for joining as well. I don't know if they can hear me. I think Rosh has headphones on. Supersonic dog hearing. Who knows? Uh, thank you, doggos. Thank you, James, for joining. Thank you, guys, on Instagram. Thanks for Maria, MJ, uh, Jen, uh, Lisa, all the people that have been commenting. If I missed anybody, we'll get you next time. And don't forget, you got to subscribe. you got you got to share the podcast on your social media. That way we can get some more viewers. We can do some more cool Shit. And then one of these days, James is going to write the Sip Talk book. It's be a drink book. A lot of drink recipes. We're going to collaborate on it. And uh, all the recipes you can do with <laughs> with shitty light beer and boxed wine. You know, yeah, we could do that, actually. A low cost drinks manual. 
Um, all right. On that note, thank you all for joining. Adios. Cheers. All right. That concludes this episode. Did we hit your bucket list items? Let me know uh, what we hit, what we didn't hit. Throw it in the comments. Don't forget for us to grow. I will truly appreciate this for us to grow. We need you to subscribe. We also need you to share this podcast and any interaction you have with it, whether it's a thumbs up, a like, a share, comment, whatever it is, it uh, helps us with the metrics and it helps us grow. So uh, with that, thank you for making it this far and I'll see you next time. I like PBR. I just got priced out of it.